Welcome to episode number 155 of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of our podcast, we're going to learn a little bit more about Community Supported Agriculture, or CSAs, the HIP hip version CSAs. <laughs> we're going to hear... In addition to sharing some information about this, we're going to hear from some of our Peas and Carrots members. Peas and Carrots, if you don't know, is our closed Facebook group where just comprised of a bunch of awesome individuals Mm -hmm. who even go down deeper into sharing some uh, recipes, pet pictures, (laughs) challenges, and all sorts of things. If you want to be part of that community, please look us up on Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Vegetarian Zen, and you will find us out there. But they are going to share with you some of their tips because uh, we were inspired to do this because we know several of our members do uh, participate in CSAs. So and we post to, pictures. That's right. So that's right. And it really got us curious about this. So this this might be something we look into as well pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. All right. But first, we have a new rating. Yes, we do. From the United States, good old US of A on uh, April 22nd of 2016. From Now, I have to say, I have to to admit the first time I saw this um, uh, name, the username in iTunes, I, I thought it said T Alice something. And I was like, Oh, Alice, that's nice. Um, and uh, then I looked again, it says tall iced latte. Oh, nice. Okay. I was <laughs> so trying the to... username is tall iced latte. Even though I knew you were what you were looking at. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out that too. I, th- I was thinking Alice as well. So right. hello, tall iced latte. Yeah. So tall iced latte says whose name may or may not be Alice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, says a great mindset. I love these ladies and the quality podcasts that they produce. I am veg curious, as they say, and love the information. Vicki and Larissa take the time to research their topics and present information in a clear way. I love that they have a regular format to their episodes as well. Very organized and fun to listen to. Highly recommend. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And if I ever meet you, we'll buy you a tall, la- tall ice, ice latte. Yeah, tall ice latte. <laughs> I was thinking about one of those a little bit earlier, but we're running a little bit short on time today, so... I uh, pass that up, but that sounds really good, especially as we're getting very steamy here in the well, south. You know what? Um, we're going to the movies, uh-huh. and the the theater that we're going to, I think, actually has a Starbucks. Yeah, but they also have wine, so that wins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't compete with that, I guess. <laughs> okay, so let's get into CSAs. Okay, so CSA, as you mentioned earlier, is a uh, stands for Community Supported Agriculture, which is like a super cool term. I mean, a concept term. (laughs) Concept. (laughs) I love this. Uh, Now, what this is, is basically it's local farmers getting, and local, of course, means, you know, wherever you are, not our our local farmers would not be your local farmers. That's right. Yeah. But it's local farmers. um, Unless you live close to us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we do have some listeners in San Antonio and in the San Antonio area. So hi to you guys. And we do have the same CSAs. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, so basically how this works is consumers buy shares of a farm's harvest in advance through uh, memberships. So you have a membership in a CSA. Uh, so it's kind of like you're buying into the farm, which is a really cool concept. You know, especially if you think of um, how much farming has has struggled and suffered, you know, in, in recent years. And 
And just because of all the big factory farms and everything, and the small guys really kind of suffer that for that, right? That's right. So the way it works then is uh, the membership, the members pay a set amount at the beginning of the growing season. And there are options you can do like a lump sum or some of them will have installment plans, you know, like a monthly, uh, it is like a monthly membership fee, I guess. Um, And then the total annual cost for most of them is probably somewhere between four and 700. And that depends on dollars. um, And that depends on several factors. So this could depend on the length of the harvest season and also the variety and quantity of products provided. I would think this also depends too. I mean, if you're going through a major drought as well, mm-hmm. that could probably uh, right. affect that. I'm I'm assuming. Right. I I would think so. And uh, then like us, and I say that because we were actually in a very major drought. I mean, severe, yeah. extreme drought. Uh, probably not so years. much anymore. Yeah. No, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, not but, after the storm we had last night, anyway. Yeah, um, but essentially it's the length of the harvest season, so obviously that's mm-hmm. going to differ depending on where you are, and then the variety, which also again mm-hmm. differs on where you are. Well, I, I guess that's the quantity part. I guess right. it depends on you know. How much is- and, and you and I were just going for a ride the other day, and in, in the car, and we saw this huge field full of corn, which mm-hmm. is amazing because, as I mentioned, having a severe drought here in the south, that those were just barren they were just completely dried up and mm-hmm. it's so nice now to see those just fully right. fully stocked yeah the past few years it's been just mm-hmm. not, not very miserable anything. our lakes were like down to nothing yeah you could walk in our lakes right uh so and i, I guess it, i don't have this in the outline but i'm thinking it might uh the cost might depend on how far you are as well because i know that we were a member of one or we we weren't members, but there's a... Yeah, we subscribed to one. Yeah. You didn't have to, to subscribe. Yeah, no, you, you yeah. could just order a box at a time or something. Um, but it was out of Austin. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that people actually in Austin probably pay a little bit less yeah. per box than what we did. Because yeah, that we're makes in San sense. Antonio. So, mm-hmm. All right. So um, what are some benefits for farmers then? Well, farmers, um, receiving payment at the beginning of the growing season obviously is going to help them because it helps them to buy their seeds and their supplies. So that's awesome for them because they're getting some of that up front. And by paying at the beginning of the season, CSA members also share a risk of production. So I guess that goes back to what I was saying about the drought. So you, mm-hmm. you kind of pay a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you right. Know, you're, so it's you're not investing, all on the farmer. In other words, right. You're investing a little bit too. So that's kind of spreading that, that risk uh, amongst the consumers and the mm-hmm. farmers, and then farm the farmers spend less time and money on the marketing. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, that's I, I mean, I would thing. imagine there's marketing at the beginning to let mm-hmm. them know, hey, I'm here. But you know, once they're once they get that, they're probably just focusing on what they should be focusing on, mm-hmm. which is the farming, right? Right, and you know, if that really encourages farmers too to to do a good job and to to um, practice good sustainable farming practices, you know, to attract people and keep members because that's, that's going to get you more repeat members and that'll be less marketing that you have to do later on. Yeah. And we've seen these get very competitive. I mean, not Mm -hmm. like at each other necessarily Mm -hmm. cutthroat. I don't mean that like that. I just mean that there's a lot more to choose from. So that's really good. Even Mm -hmm. when we go to the farmer's market, you know, there's more 
places to choose from. So obviously it benefits the farmers to have a good variety and and mm-hmm. to really be transparent with their practices and all of that. Yeah, that's a good that's a mm-hmm. big one. Uh, and because I ask, you know, you've you've heard me ask before. Right. Well, how how do you, do you use pesticides or do you? Use, I mean, some of them will have uh, signs, you mm-hmm. know, that will say, but. Um, if they don't, then I will ask, right. you know, how do you grow your... Yeah, and I mean, people who typically participate in CSAs are very obviously mm-hmm. in, aware of in the environment and they're trying to support local farmers and also their own health. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes sense that they would be as transparent as possible with right. that. Right, and that's a really good segue into our next point. Uh, what are some benefits for members? Well, some members, obviously, they receive a variety of freshly picked vegetables. That's awesome. Usually organic every week, but you'd still want to ask, right? If, yeah, and that's it, unless it already says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and some CSAs also offer other products besides veggies. So this is really cool, too. I, I know one of our peas and carrots members said something about maple syrup. Mm-hmm. We have uh, fruits, herbs, meats, eggs, dairy, cut flowers, which is cool, mm-hmm. honey, and uh, and more. So mm-hmm, there's right. other, there are other things as well. Right. So then, you know, another benefit uh, for members is that just the ability to eat healthy, sustain- sustainably produced food uh, that you know where it came from and how it was grown. Because, you know, even if you go to the organic section at HEB, uh, which is our local grocery store, but, you know, insert your local grocery store name here. Uh, even if you go to the organic section, unless it specifically says, you know, locally grown by and then gives a farm name, you really don't know. I mean, it's probably not local. It's, you know, it's organic. Okay, that's good. But you don't know where it came from. You don't know how long it's been maybe in in the cooler or whatever. So the CSAs give you that really, really good control over where is this coming from? Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but my company, my corporate company, where my daytime job, they are very good about this. Not only do we have our own little garden where we grow some of our freshly grown vegetables, but we participate in a really awesome farm to fork program. And they have the, you know, it says from this farm, mm-hmm. it'll tell you where it's from. So in your I, cafe, in the cafe, mm-hmm. right. It's really now, cool. Do you guys still have the little um, market that comes to the, yeah, every now and then they yeah, come to the, just bring to some the, produce to right, sell. Right. Yeah. To the parking lot and they'll, we'd let them come on and sell stuff. That's good. Which is really cool. So a, a little history about CSAs. Um, The concept originated in the 1960s in Japan. And if I remember from correct, uh, correctly from reading, it was a group of women who started this, got this idea going. Um, They were concerned with pesticide use. And this is back in the sixties in the sixties, man, sixties, man. Uh, So they were concerned with uh, pesticide use, um, the growing, um, importation and uh, distribution of processed foods and also downsizing of farms, which of, you know, of course are things that are happening here now and that, that we are becoming more concerned about uh, as a community, mm-hmm. overall community, I guess. And then uh, in the early seventies, the modern CSA model that the one that we use today uh, was created in several different European countries. So started with the, the um, kind of buying into the, the whole farm idea, 
that was early 70s. Um, 1984 was when it reached the states. So the first CSA in the U.S. was created in Massachusetts in 84. So even then, that's been that's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, today, there are over 2,500 CSAs in the U.S. alone. So that's pretty good. That is. That's a lot. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what our Peas and Carrots Society members have to say about CSAs. What up? So this is really cool. I love when I post a a question and everybody just jumps in. That's awesome because we have such a knowledgeable group in there. See why you should join the group if you're not part of the group yet. Exactly. All right. So what do we have here? All right. So David, uh, and I apologize if I say your name wrong, David, uh, Capsh, David Capsh says that uh, when my wife and I did it, we loved getting the various fruits and veggies each week. Just remember that you might not be able to plan your meals until you see what surprises are in store. Several times the CSA included real maple syrup, which can be expensive if buying it. And that's what you were talking about. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's a great point too. Mm -hmm. You know, I I know a lot of people, we we still have this challenge of meal planning. And I know we're going to have a comment here from our our friend Danielle Freed, who's also one of, she was like, she was like patient zero with us, right? Mm-hmm. She, was like, <laughs> she was like our follower number one. Awesome, yeah. Danielle. But Danielle, she has, she's really good about planning. She even posts pictures of her planning and stuff. But a lot of people still struggle with this, including us, full transparency. So this is a good point David brings up in that it can make that even a little bit more challenging. But I think on the opposite side of that, it, it's the surprise. Surprise! Surprise! Factor of that too. Right, right. So uh, going to Danielle. What? All uh, right. Well, said. Danielle, as um, always, is gave us lots and lots and lots of good information. And uh, so Danielle uses one. She she's out in California, and she uses one. She said called Tally Farms Fresh Harvest, and she she loves it. And I know she loves it. She said she loves it, but I know that she loves it because she's she posts pictures of yeah. what she gets in her boxes all the time in in the group, which is just fantastic. And it's beautiful. And it's it very inspiring. It is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. So some of the things that she says uh, about Tally Farms, the one that she uses, um, it's year round because she's in California and uh, she likes it because they have lots of pickup locations. Now, the one that we tried that one time out of Austin um, was actually a delivery. Right. And they would deliver it and you paid a deposit for the the box. It's like one of those um, plastic bins that ha- that kind of latches, mm-hmm. you know, and they put your name on it and then you, you pay like a $10 deposit for that. And then you return it each week when they bring you a new one, you return the one that they gave you the last time. And then, you know, and then when you return them finally, then you get your deposit back. Um, but Danielle, apparently they have pickups, which is good. I mean, if they, if they have lots of locations and it's a small, smaller place that might work really well. Um, she said that different times of the year, of course, there are different items available. And she said that she gets one box every other week and that feeds two and a half adults. She said she gives some to her granddad. She also said that, uh, I re- she, and this is a quote from Danielle. She said, I recommend finding one that uses very local farmers. Some can pull from farms hours away. So while technically local, it isn't like down the street. Right. And then she also said to be aware that there are different types. So for example, one type, you buy a share of the harvest of one type of produce. So it isn't really a monthly or weekly thing. And then, but the kind she uses takes shares from multiple farms. So the box has a sheet of paper that says we're, each of the items came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, also it discloses their pesticides 
and um, what, uh, anything else like that. Yeah, anything else like that. And that's that's really really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that way, I I like that because if you have other questions about something in your box, you know, if it has a sheet, an info sheet, you can contact the grower directly and say, hey, you know, I have a question about this kale, you know. Right. um, or, or, Or something like that. So then our, another member of the Peas and Carrots Society, Kristen Davenport-Byrne, she said to be careful of the size versus the type, I'm sorry, the size of the of the box versus mm-hmm. the size of your family. She said, I'm getting the tiny CSA from the Reynolds Grocery Company, and it's perfect for the two of us. It's local, benefits local farmers, the food is so fresh, and it's great to have to to have to figure out what to do with the veg. That's kind of, see, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. There's kind of a yeah. creative component to that. She also says, some allow you to say what you won't eat. Others, you just take what they have. Others will allow you to donate a portion to the local school kids. That's, that's really good. That is cool. I like that. I like that, uh, the donation idea. Yeah, and speaking of which, I know a little bit earlier, one of the things that uh, we kind of, sk- we didn't mention, but I wanted to ma- make sure to mention is that some of the CSAs offer on-farm social and educational activities for mm-hmm. members and they allow growers and consumers to get to know each other oh. so that's really a good uh that's a good thing too i think meet and greet your local yeah. farmer yeah that's really cool because yeah. i mean a lot of, you know it is supporting local mm-hmm. farmers and uh that that also helps the farmers i think help them understand what people are are concerned with and what they're interested in exactly mm-hmm. and you know another thing that i really like seeing is when local farms will um, encourage kids to come out, school groups to come out and, you know, teach them about farming and, and uh, how to, how, how they get their food. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, especially for kids today who just don't, I mean, everything is, you know, how do you get your food? Well, I get it at the grocery or mom gets it at the grocery store, you know, or right. dad buys it online. Right. Um, so it's really important to see that fresh stuff and where it comes from. Another Peas and Carrots member, Trisha Contreras, said, I love my CSA. It was like getting a beautiful gift on my porch each week. I always scheduled it for the day before grocery shopping. Then I planned my menu accordingly. That's a good way mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. to kind of help minimize that surprise factor. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they went out of business. That's too bad. But mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, with these really seem to be catching on that the, another one will come soon enough yeah. hopefully yeah and you know if i remember correctly the one that we had tried out of austin um they um you could actually go online and see what was coming in your box oh so they would have like a they would have the list put on their website um like the day before they delivered or something like yeah. that so you could actually see i guess you know I, I do think that's a kind of a good idea though to have what you won't eat but Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for us, if we were to do it again, I pretty much eat anything, vegetables, you know, except for Brussels, Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. So that's it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm very open. You're a little more picky when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Diane Marion, uh, Gallant Marion said, uh, I'm starting my third year as a CSA member. I love it. This is Maine, after all, though, so we don't get the type and variety that Danielle does. Not year-round and no avocado or lemons for us. <gasps> no avocado. I would have to move. <laughs> uh, she said, I do agree that it can be greens heavy at times, which is something that Danielle had mentioned yeah. in her, her comments as well. Uh, so a lot of greens. And uh, she said that her favorite part is wondering what new items she'll discover. Which is kind of cool. I mean, that, you know, if you've never had like, a, 
I don't know, I don't think any local CSAs would would be delivering passion fruit, but if if they did and you never had one, that might be something cool, you know? Right. Um, so those are some contributions from our group members. And as always, super, super valuable. So thank you everybody for contributing. I did want to mention one more thing before we move on to our recipe and quote and question. Uh, another member, Muncie Fitzy, commented on Vicky's question that she posted about the CSAs uh, asking if maybe we could do part of this podcast on spin farming S P I N. And that stands for small plot intensive farming. That is some, this is why I love this group. This is something mm-hmm. I had never heard of before. Me neither. Me neither. And uh, so bas- here's, here's what she says about it. She, you basically turn your front lawn into a vegetable plot and a farmer will pay you or give you a share of the vegetables for using your small plot of land. It's really popular in my city and I'm not sure where, where that is. but uh, And it's exciting to see the end of useless water-intensive front lawns. It's great for the environment and food security and sovereignty. I would totally do that if we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. that would be awesome. Especially if somebody, you could just rent it out and somebody who knows what they're doing could come and use it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the reason we're bringing it up, Muncie, is because we decided to make that a separate episode Mm -hmm. in the future. Mm -hmm. We were looking into it and we thought, you know, this probably deserves its own space. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to do that. But I will say that after I was looking through some of the comments, uh, I created a Pinterest board for CSA guide to CSAs, some tips, some helpful tips, and it also includes alternative farming like spin farming. Mm-hmm. So please head out there. It's still being populated, but I've got quite a few things out there in addition to what we've already shared today. If you're interested in participating in a CSA, assuming that you have one near you to participate in. And with 2,500 in the States, chances are you probably do. Yes. All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Let's do it. And I, I chose this one. This is uh, one of our peas and carrots um, suggested recipes as we're doing now. But I, I chose this one for this week because this is specifically something that people probably see a lot of in CSA boxes. So I thought it might be good to have a recipe idea. So this was suggested by peas and carrots member Kelly Mayer. And the recipe is roasted cauliflower and lentil tacos with creamy chipotle sauce. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Any, mm-hmm. Anything with taco, I mean, that to me is, that's already mm-hmm. a winner. Taco or nacho? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's already won me over right there. You know, and I think that probably, this is from cookingandkate.com. Um, I actually use their website quite a bit. Good, good recipes. But I think that, you know, I know neither one of us really cares for cauliflower too much, but if it's like roasted and in something like this that has like a sauce and a, a, I don't think we mind it that much, right? You're right. I don't, I don't. You're right. And I barely taste it. If I can barely taste it, Mm -hmm. I know it's got nutritional benefits. So I am more apt to, if it's like in a stir fry or something, Mm -hmm. I'll eat it then. Unlike Brussels sprouts, which I just do not <laughs> yeah. like the taste of. Cauliflower, to me, it's just a little bland. So yeah. I really have, I, and I still think I just haven't found a great way to mm-hmm. cook it that I would eat it. But this sounds really good. Mm-hmm. You know, we ought to start saying the Peas and Carrots Society presents the recipe, recipe of the week. Recipe of the week. Yeah, Drum that's roll, a good, right? I like that. Yeah. All right. The quote of the week 
comes from Will Rogers, and he said, the farmer has to be an optimist, otherwise he wouldn't still be a farmer. <laughs> wow, that's true. Yeah. And we have some friends who are farmers, and I'm sure that's very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandpa uh, farmed for years, and uh, yeah, that I can definitely <laughs> say I agree with that. <laughs> All right, the question this week. All right, so do you participate in a uh, CSA? Do you get a CSA box? Are you a member of a CSA? So if you are, let us know what experience you've had with them and any tips that you'd like to share with uh, with either using what you get in your boxes or kind of planning or anything else. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.